0: Okay guys, welcome back to the show. Today we are going to talk about the demands of CrossFit and the training of CrossFit athletes. So this is an overview of the paradigm that I use to train CrossFit athletes. And I've been doing so since 2020. I've trained 400 plus athletes in CrossFit hybrid and tactical settings. And so my basis for this is primarily clinical. That's my main body of evidence and also looking at the research when it comes to concurrent training, which started around 1980 and the research on exercise physiology. So our understanding of those concepts, that is my body of evidence. And without further ado, I'm going to walk you through a demands of CrossFit analysis. So when we look at CrossFit, we have a few variables a few inputs that produce an output. And those inputs are the number of contractions, the tension of those contractions relative to an individual's 1RM, and the rest periods, which in CrossFit are almost always minor or uh, very, very short relative to the time that work is being performed. So those three inputs produce a output of the physiological dose response. So 80% of the time CrossFit is producing fast aerobic physiological dose responses. So that's the output. And that output is characterized by heart rates above 160 beats per minute and respiration rates above 40 breaths per minute. But how are we getting that output? So we need to look at each of these inputs and analyze them a little bit more closely. So the first input is the number of contractions. The average CrossFit event is 12 minutes at 15 to 30 contractions per minute. So that comes out to 180 to 360 contractions in a single event. Now, usually there are five to eight or more events separated by an hour or two. And that amounts to 1400 to 2800 contractions. So that is the number of contractions that are occurring. Now we need to look at the tension of contractions relative to the average participants 1RM. 80% of CrossFit events require contractions at 50 or more percent of an individual's 1RM. And it's often much higher than 50%. It's often in the 80, 90, 95% range. So the number of contractions is 180 to 360 if we're looking at an individual event. And we need to multiply that by multiple events. And the tension of the contractions is 50 or more percent of an individual's 1RM. So those are the primary inputs. The other input, like I mentioned, is the rest periods, which in CrossFit are minimal, basically the time that you take to transition from implement to implement. So, What is the output of that? Well, the output is familiar for everyone who has done CrossFit, and that's the physiological dose response of fast aerobics, which again is characterized by 160 or more beats per minute and 40 or more respirations per minute. So the demand of CrossFit is to make 180 to 360 contractions times eight events over a few days, at 50 or more percent of your 1RM as repeatable as possible. That is the demand of CrossFit. And there are three ways to address that demand. So there are three ways to train as a CrossFit athlete. The first way, and the way that I recommend for the vast majority of individuals, is to increase the cross-sectional area of muscle through hypertrophy or muscular strength training and or the extent to which motor units can activate muscle, otherwise known as strength training. This increases your capacity to produce tension and therefore the tension of the contractions relative to your 1RM goes down. So if we look at that input, the tension relative to your 1RM will go down and you'll produce fewer waste products and you'll be able to make the contractions more repeatable. So that is the first way And that is the way that I recommend for most individuals based upon the loads that are chosen at this day and age in competitive CrossFit. The second way is to increase the metabolic energetic capacity of the muscle fibers you already have available to you. So the muscle fibers that are already recruitable and you're going to increase those muscle fibers capacity to remove waste products. And when you do that, the contractions become more repeatable so that's the second way the third way is to increase the access comfort and control of the positions that are required of you and therefore each contraction requires less tension relative to your 1rm the contractions produce fewer waste products and the contractions become more repeatable so again the goal is to make the contractions more repeatable and there are three ways to do that one get stronger Two, get more enduring. Three, get more skilled. So those are the three approaches that you can take. And any program that you see is gonna emphasize one of those three approaches to varying degrees. Which approach you choose or prioritize depends on an individual needs analysis, which is separate from the process of evaluating the demands of the sport. So an individual needs analysis is gonna be, what is your reference point relative to the demands of the sport? And in a future episode, I'll cover how to conduct that needs analysis and again, establish your reference point relative to what the demands of the sport are. So what should you do today about this? One, if the CrossFit strength standards for your desired level of competition are beyond what you can currently do, then I recommend that you emphasize number one and train with a strength bias, which just means one to two, fast aerobic sessions per week to minimize the concurrent training effect and accelerate your adaptations to strength and power training, to resistance training. If you've already surpassed the CrossFit strength standards for the level at which you wanna compete, then I recommend that you emphasize conditioning. So you're emphasizing number two, which is where you're trying to become more enduring. And in that case, your program essentially becomes doing fast aerobics, as frequently as possible, as frequently as you can recover from. Every program is gonna have an element of number three where you are limited by your skill in some way, your access, comfort, control of positions is somewhat limited, and you're doing some sort of mobility, movement prep, body maintenance, etc., skill work to improve your access, comfort, and control of positions so that each contraction requires less tension produces fewer waste products and becomes more repeatable. So to review, most people are in that first bucket where the strength standards of CrossFit are beyond what they can currently express and they do well to train the strength bias where they're doing fast aerobics, intervals, Metcons one to two times per week. Some people are in the second bucket where they've already surpassed the strength standards and they need to emphasize becoming more conditioned. And then almost everyone is gonna have elements of three where they're doing some sort of mobility work, skill work, prep work to increase their access, comfort and control of positions. Okay guys, so that's what to do today. So to review, the demands of CrossFit is a function of the number of contractions, the tension of each contraction relative to an individual's 1RM and the rest period, which in CrossFit is almost always minimal. Those inputs produce the output of the physiological dose response. And in CrossFit, the physiological dose response of the output is fast aerobics, which is characterized by 160 plus beats per minute and 40 plus respirations per minute. The contractions are 180 to 360 contractions per event times date events over a few days. And the tension of those contractions is often 50 or more, often much higher than 50% of an individual's one RM. That produces a fast aerobic physiological dose response. And then the three ways to get better at CrossFit through training are to get stronger so that the contractions make up a smaller percentage of your 1RM, produce fewer waste products and become more repeatable. Or you can increase the energetic metabolic capacity of the muscle fibers that you already have available to you. And that is going to make the contractions more repeatable or you can increase the access, comfort, and control positions so the contractions require less tension, so the contractions become more repeatable. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me. If you enjoy this podcast, I ask that if you're listening, please rate. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Thank you guys for being here, and I'll see you in the next one.